Those who rely on the healthcare industry to fully take care of their healthcare needs will be sorely disappointed at the end of their life. Hello, this is Caleb, and you're listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast. Working with me to make this podcast possible is my teammate Tatsuya Murao. In these past few weeks, I've been thinking about healthcare in terms of what it can do, what its potential is as an industry and where its limitations are, where are the gaps and how we can as individuals use healthcare to better use the healthcare resources we have at our disposal and be as healthy as we possibly can. So this podcast episode is a short podcast episode about my insights and my thoughts about the healthcare industry as a whole and how it can help you be more healthy and how you can augment that with other things like we talked about in the last podcast episode to be able to live a more healthy life. Let's start with the fundamentals. Fundamentally, the healthcare industry as we see it in the modern world is primarily based on one thing. It's supposed to fix emergencies. The reason I say it's supposed to fix emergencies is because if you have something that is very chronic or something that is very serious, then most likely you will go to a hospital or a healthcare practitioner in order to meet your healthcare needs. But in your everyday life, you're not necessarily going to interact with a hospital. The case in point is that most people who are admitted to the hospital first are admitted or go to the emergency room. That means that there's an emergency that they feel like needs to get taken care of right now. And so if you are at the age of 65 or older, the chances of you going to the emergency room in a given year is about half, meaning that out of a population in a 100,000 within the United States, then there will be about 50,000 people who will go to the emergency room who are over the age of 65. For those who go into the emergency room, only 4% are admitted from emergency room to the hospital itself. And for those who are younger than 65, the average time that they go into the emergency room per year, let's say if you're in your 30s or 40s, is about a third. So if you are, let's say, between 30 and 40 years old, then you have a one in three chance of going to the emergency room every year. But As you know, statistics can lie because there are some people who go to the emergency room many times a year where there is some who haven't gone into the emergency room, let's say in the last 10 years. And so statistics for these kinds of things can be very skewed because there are people who are more prone to going to the emergency room and having emergencies than others for a variety of different ways. But let's take a look at it another way. What I did was I looked at and did some research on the average number of hospital visits by country. And so the country with the most hospital visits is Korea with 17 hospital visits per year for the average Korean. And in Japan, it's 12 visits per year. What this means is that the average person will go to the doctor for a a doctor visit once a month pretty much. And the reason why is because it's incentivized. In Korea and Japan, because of their healthcare system, they are able to freely go and check up with the doctor 
every month or every two months in order to make sure that they're healthy, that everything is fine, and they're able to check for specific things that they may be prone to. And the way I like to think about it is if you're an athlete and you have to go into regular checkups to check your heart rate, to check your blood pressure, to check how you're breathing, etc., that is pretty much how in some countries they treat their citizens to where every single person needs to just come in every month or so or every month or two in order to get a checkup. And so this is really a normal habit for many people who live in other countries. But in the United States, we only tend to go to the hospital if there's an emergency. So in terms of limitations within the United States and within many countries, the limitation is that Americans and many people in the Western world only go to the hospital if there's an emergency because of the high cost, inconvenience, and many other different factors. And so if the average person, let's say, goes to the hospital, let's say once a year or once every two years or once every six months, whatever the case may be, that means that other healthcare needs need to be taken care of outside of the hospital, meaning that for us, health means more than just going to the hospital and the healthcare industry. What it means is what we eat, how we exercise, what we do with our bodies every day make much more of a difference than the healthcare we receive rarely, although the healthcare that we receive is incredibly important to our health. With this preface out of the way, suppose that the average American goes into the hospital once every six months, which is pretty normal in my opinion. If they do so, that means that that's only two days out of the year. For the rest of the year, they have to take care of their own health, their own body, their own mental well-being in many different other ways outside of the healthcare industry as it is. And this is why, if you listen to my previous podcast, why I'm a big fan of health-minded communities, communities that are focused around being healthy in one way or the other. It could be a running group, it could be a yoga studio, it could be a CrossFit studio, it could be a lifting gym, it could be a jiu-jitsu studio, it could be even a group of friends that decide to go walking every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday together. It could be many different things, but this by far is the way that most people in the United States stay healthy. And so if that's the case, then one of the ways to stay healthy above what is average is to be involved in different activities and different kinds of groups in order to be more healthy as a whole. So if, let's say, 99% or let's say even 90% of your health relies on things outside of the healthcare industry, then it's incumbent upon you to be able to eat well, do all the things necessary to keep your life in as best shape as possible. And this is no easy task, right? Because we all have busy lives and we're all doing different things. And there have been many years where I have worked out maybe a handful of times, including this year, where there have been circumstances that have been limiting to being able to be as healthy as we want to be. So it's always a journey and there are always ebbs and flows. 
And these ebbs and flows are just part of the daily rhythm and or yearly rhythm to where I know for myself, winter is really, really difficult for working out. And the reason why is because it tends to be cold outside. And so I don't like getting outside when it's, let's say, 10 degrees outside. And I would rather just stay inside where it's warm and cozy. Likewise, usually spring, summer, and fall, I usually tend to work out more just because it's nicer outside. And then when it comes down to the holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I typically put on a few pounds that I then have to work off in the beginning of the year. And so many people have these kinds of rhythms and it's not bad to have these kinds of rhythms, but if you're tied into a group of people who are health minded, then it's not so much work to get back in shape once you're out of shape. And so this daily rhythm of being in shape and being out of shape and being able to daily work on your body is something that is very important to our own health. And I would say more important than the healthcare industry as a whole. Even though the healthcare industry is incredibly important, it can only help us in a limited amount of ways. The reason why is because healthcare as a whole is set up in a way where there are medical professionals that are specialized in specific areas of our body. And so if we have a cardiovascular problem or if we have a heart or if we have problems with our muscles, then they can help us fine tune and or fix the things that we have with our bodies. But when it comes to our overall well-being, that's something that we have to take upon ourselves. And if we don't take responsibility for our own health and rely on the healthcare industry to essentially take care of us, then we'll end up with a lifestyle that is not as optimal as it could have been if we dedicated our time and energy to being healthy every single day. Because if we only go to the hospital, let's say a few times a year, then what that means is that our health really relies on the things we do every day. How many steps we walk, what we eat every day, do we exercise a few times a week, what are our relationships like with those around us, do we pay attention to our own mental well-being. All of these things are incredibly important and the healthcare industry as a whole is limited to the specialized needs that can be provided to individuals. All this to say is that the primary limitation of healthcare and the healthcare industry is that healthcare industry is designed to take care of emergencies. And that is what it is primarily designed to do because that's where funding is, that's where a lot of the resources are, and that is essentially a way to prolong life first and foremost. There are many other limitations, and so I'm going to go through a list of other limitations beyond just taking care of emergencies and beyond an individual's ability to go to the hospital a limited amount in a year. Other limitations are just the limitation of diagnosing somebody in the right way. If there's something going on, let's say neurologically or something related to food or their environment, it's very difficult for a medical professional in some cases to really diagnose what's going on, especially when you have things that compound upon itself. 
And the reason why things can be difficult to diagnose is because of the complexity of an individual human body. No individual human body is like any other human body. And so if it reacts in a certain way to, let's say, eating a kind of bread, then you can have a category for somebody who is, let's say, glucose intolerant, right? But then if you add on top of that other kinds of allergies or other things beyond that, then you get more and more complex problems, right? And so this is with many different kinds of things. It could be muscular to where your muscles don't perform in the right way. And is it because of the things that you eat? Is it because of disorders when it comes to your neurological capacity? There can be many different things going on when it comes to one problem. So if a problem is very advanced, then it can be very difficult for medical professionals to truly diagnose what it is. And you can talk to one or two or three different medical professionals about one specific thing, and they can tell you three or four different things. And likewise, they can give you a prescription for different medications because of what they believe it is. So that's one limitation that I've seen many, many times is that it's really reliant on you to at least be able to have a general idea and knowledge about what's going on with your own body and then try to relay that and communicate that to a medical professional in the best way possible and then see if it works for you, especially things when it comes to digestion, when it comes to skin and many other things that can be difficult to diagnose. Another limitation is just capacity. In some cities and in some hospitals, they have a limited capacity to see patients on, let's say, a regular basis or if they have an emergency. And this is just evident by the number of people that you see on any given weekend in an emergency room. Sometimes an emergency room at night will be dead empty and at other times it will be brimming with people. And it's difficult to know why these things happen to where there's a lot of people in an emergency room and then it just phases out. And sometimes it has to do with holidays, weather, etc. But other times it's just some rhythms are just like that. And so there are times in which hospitals are at a greater capacity than normal and it takes time to bring patients in to take a look at what is going on with their specific case. Another limitation that I will mention is simply the limitation of the bureaucracy that is healthcare. Sometimes if you need something done, you have to go and you have to talk to three or four different people who are administrators within healthcare before even getting to the right doctor. Especially if you're looking for something like a surgery or something that is more advanced, then it's difficult to get to talk to the right healthcare professional who will help you in that specific case. And so if you call a hospital, there will be many different departments within that hospital and it's difficult to sort out what department you specifically need to talk to for what specific thing. I had this happen to me last week where I needed to talk to the referral department, but I ended up getting routed through three or four different offices until I was able to communicate. I need the referral lady in this hospital and this department that is this specific name or these this specific person. And so if you are able to better navigate the bureaucracy that is healthcare, then you're able to make much more progress than somebody that says, oh, I talked to somebody and expected to go somewhere. Many times you have to follow up multiple times to make sure that healthcare administrators take your case seriously and be able to move it in the right direction. 
I can say much more about just the set of limitations that I mentioned here in this episode, but I hope this gives you an idea about the limitations of healthcare and being first and foremost the limitation of having the availability to go to the doctor and check in with the doctor multiple times a year. And and really healthcare being used primarily today for emergencies. And because of this, it's very, very important to be parts of communities that are focused on health on an everyday basis, to be part of communities that are focused on flexibility, on strength, on eating well, on being well mentally. These are things that are irreplaceable, and it's very difficult for healthcare to do because of the way it's set up today. And this is where I'm going to leave off with this episode. And I encourage you to just find a group of friends, family, or a community that are focused on health and just make it a priority when it comes to this end of the year to be able to be as healthy as you can as an individual. Because if you fully try to rely on the healthcare industry for your healthcare needs and try to delegate out all your healthcare to a hospital, then you will be sorely disappointed because hospitals and the healthcare industry is not necessarily designed in order to keep you well 100% of the time. So thanks for listening. And if you have any questions, you can always follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter, and you can email us directly at podcast at arcosanalytics.com. Thanks, and I will talk to you later.